0: Hello, everyone. This is Culture, Comms, and Cocktails, internal comms serve straight up. I'm your host, Chuck Go, Senior Strategic Advisor at Social Chorus. And back again with another great customer story. Uh, Joining me today is Curtis Coway, the Communications Director at Shaw Industries. Um, Welcome to the podcast, Curtis. Hey, thank you for having me, Chuck. It's a
1: pleasure to join you.
0: Well, it's it's you know the best thing about this podcast is being able to uncover stories, and my favorite stories to uncover are with a lot of customers that I haven't had a chance to work with. So I haven't had a chance to to work with you or Shaw Industries, but obviously glad to have you on board. But first and foremost, before we get into the work you're doing uh, there at Shaw, how are you and the people you care about uh, doing during this pandemic, and how has the pandemic impacted life at Shaw Industries?
1: Well, we are doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, we are, uh, we are healthy. My family's healthy. I have a, I'm married and have two boys and they are adjusting to the new world They're, you know, kids are pretty resilient. Uh, obviously we'd love to return to the days of yore, but, uh, um, we're hanging in there. We're, we're, our passion is traveling. So that's obviously been hard the past few months, but we're dreaming of what's next and hope hopefully 2021 will bring us some adventures, uh, to Europe and, and abroad <laughs> that we can uh, look forward to, but we've even been planning we may never take. But that's half the fun to me is doing the research.
0: Well, that's certainly a nice distraction during this time of all the plans that had to be scrapped uh, throughout 2020. That we know at some point we'll be able to do those plans again. For but sure. how has the how has the pandemic impacted uh, life at Shaw? For those watching the the video, you'll see that. You're you're at home today, but I know you're also going into the office sometimes. Yeah. I'm, how, how has this impacted the business?
1: I'm actually at home today, but I, for the most part of during the pandemic, I've been in the office. I'm fortunate to live pretty close, and you just happened to catch me on a day where my oldest son has virtual learning, so he's here. <laughs> so I, so he needs a parent parental supervision, but uh, things are going well at Shaw. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Shaw Industries is a flooring manufacturer. We are based in Northwest Georgia. Uh, we, what, one of the things that makes us unique is that we're privately owned by Berkshire Hathaway. So that, that gives us a few nice uh, perks and benefits as far as uh, financial stability, and um, availability to capital. We also don't have to report earnings publicly.
0: But um, that's nice from a comm standpoint.
1: Yeah, it really is. So we, we don't, <laughs> we don't have any of those type of uh, investor calls or anything like that. But we are about 22,000 employees, and uh, about half of those are manufacturing. I know that's something we'll talk about uh, here shortly. And we're about $6 billion annually, just to give you guys some, some context for who we are. But, um, yeah, it's, been, it's certainly been a challenge for us, um, but you know, our experience is not unique to us. Everybody has certainly been in the, in the same boat. Uh, But as a manufacturer, we have continued to produce products throughout this period. We were, our products, uh, since they're flooring and integral to the building industry, both on the residential and commercial markets, we have been uh, essential. So we never really stopped producing except for about a week there. Now, there were lots of challenges with getting people into work and things like that. But Mm -hmm. companies done a great job of of pivoting and, and making sure our facilities are even more safe than they were keeping people apart. And in, in, in instances where we had to get creative, we were able to come up with some some interesting solutions to, to make sure that people stayed safe. But manufacturing does bring in a, a different element to it. It yeah, sure.
0: absolutely does. Um, and you, you've been a customer of Social Course now for several years, but very recently, you've been, been tackling some new challenges of, of reaching some of those manufacturing workers uh, that we talked about. And you have some data around it too, around the success you've had. So talk a little bit about that project, but also why you think it's worked so well and, and why have employees responded so favorably?
1: Okay. Well, again, we're, as a manufacturer, we, we actually have about a hundred facilities. So we're really spread out. Some of those facilities have hundreds of employees and some are uh, less than a hundred. So uh, every facility is different in, in a lot of ways. They have their own unique culture. And that individuality also makes it challenging from a comm standpoint. Um, so communicating with those uh, those manufacturing associates has been one of our goals. Uh, you, you brought up data. We've seen our usage rate go from a, a very low number uh, about a year ago and, and to about uh, up close to 50% now. And we really wish those numbers were even higher, uh, especially when you hear uh, your conversations with people like Owens Corning, and, and Lincoln Financial, and they've got awesome numbers. So that's our goal, uh, and I, I, we're, I think we're well on our way to that, those engagement levels. But uh, we began our partnership with Social Chorus uh, a couple of years ago, and it really began as a means for us to give our employees the tools to talk about our, our foreign products on social media. So it was really began as an employee ambassador play. And then uh, shortly thereafter, social course really changed your platform and became more focused on internal comms. And that's when the light went off for us. It's like, well, we've got this great tool that we need to figure out how to leverage. And that really opened the door to so many different features, uh, particularly with our a manufacturing employee. So let me talk about, about that a little bit. We obviously have our admin folks like me sit at a desk, have all the devices. We have access to uh, email and intranet and all of those digital tools. Uh, and then we have our manufacturing employees. Most of them do not have email at Shaw. So we've kind of created this upstairs, downstairs environment in a lot of cases where you're talking to two completely different audiences, both from a uh, professional background and and then the the means to actually communicate with them so uh you add into that the that many of them speak Spanish in some of our facilities, so the language uh gives another challenge so we um you know we we're continuing to try to get people to engage with our platform, which I should mention is called the scene and we we think the the scene is where things are happening. And so that's why we like the name. And, uh, it's also a, uh, shout out to my favorite band, the hold steady. Um, <laughs> but that's, uh, that was just for my amusement, I guess. But, um, we're, we're continuing to develop what that value proposition is for the employee to come into the scene and receive their information and interact with that content, download the app and all of those sorts of things. So, uh, but at a base level, this gives us a digital means to communicate with manufacturing employees.
0: Now, you you mentioned you know a lot of different tools that are out there, and you you know we we talked about the mobile application. There, there's email. Uh, you mentioned an intranet there. I know one of the projects you've got coming up is using our content amplifiers to put then into your your intranet. And for those that aren't familiar, there's you know, one of the social course's core efforts here is to create efficiencies for communicators. So you publish once and then put it out where employees are going to see it. Um, So how do you see this impacting your role as the communicator? And do you see it drawing even more eyes to the great content your team's creating?
1: Yeah, Chuck, I I really wish if we could go back and do it over again, that we would have focused on this right out of the gate, because I, I think this would have change the experience for our uh, our employees. So when we launched, we kept our intranet site as our main channel of news communication. Our, our internet is called MyShaw. And news on MyShaw was all oftentimes supported by broadcast emails, like most people would do. And then we launched the scene as this kind of outlier channel that existed, and we encourage people to use it, but they could also still get all that news and information for the most part from my Shaw. So we had created these competing channels and left it up to users to, to pick what, which ones they want. Now we're a manufacturing company. We've been uh, in business for over 50 years. We're kind of slow in to change in some ways. So this did not, uh, the adoption rates initially were, were tough, um, particularly from our, Admin workers again because they had access to a lot of these other ways to interact with the content, and we gave them, I think, too many options. So now we are actually in the middle of an intranet integration project using the content uh, content amplifiers, and it's happening right now. Right now, so I don't have any news or metrics to share with you yet, but I I really look forward to uh, being able to do that at some point. But I think by integrating the scene directly into our internet and having that be the repository for all of our news. I think that's really going to be a game changer for us because somebody's going to come to the, to my Shaw. They're going to see that story from the CEO or um, whatever it might be. And they're going to click on it and it's going to launch them immediately into the scene. So they're getting into the program, whether they uh, elect to or not. And, and for, from my team's perspective, this means we only have to create the, the story one time. Mm -hmm. And right now we're creating it in both channels. So it's going to be an efficiency uh, for us, but it's also going to be a better user experience. And I think this will fully allow us to take advantage of some of the tools that the the platform gives us.
0: Now, when you think back through earlier, you talked about all the different manufacturing facilities that are part of Shaw and some are larger Mm -hmm. than others. And, and regardless of size, is, is there any sort of favorite, campaign or content from a local level? Because that's where I see the the local employees really responding is when they see that global, local, and me, when they feel represented out there. So what is some of that favorite content or favorite campaigns you've seen uh, yeah. from those facilities?
1: As I think about this, you know, as a communicator, we often want to make a big splash or we want to come out with this really cool marketing initiative that really turned some eyes and and is very uh, flashy but you know we don't don't want to discount simple uh, because sometimes simple is can be equally successful and I think about our our facilities that have launched their own channels uh, that's really been the manufacturing strategy is to give each facility its own channel and they've embraced it and and and, and come up with campaigns that are simple like employee recognition or metrics reporting or recapping team huddles with with notes uh, sharing metrics just s- simple things that put that need to know information right into the hands of the of those employees but if if you want to go a little more um, flashy we have had several facilities that are getting their plant managers involved and i i think that's really one of our big our biggest next steps is seeing leaders as communicators in a lot of different ways. And I think this starts with our plants and uh, whether it be an article that that plant manager would write or even experimenting with video, that is something that we're seeing some of our facilities have done and it's been, it's been really impactful. Uh, we're all getting a, way more comfortable with this video medium. And so the scene through social course gives, a, gives us a platform to easily uh, grab video drop it into a story, and then communicate in a way that our company has not done previously. So I'm excited about that. I, I think the next step for, uh, for us beyond um, leaders as communicators would be leveraging that UGC, the user-generated content that comes from our employees. We really haven't done a lot of that yet, uh, and I'm excited about leveraging that at the right time.
0: No, it's, it's, it's great when you have that balance of the stuff that the comms team's creating, you've got leadership, thought leadership, uh, project leaders in there communicating, and then you've got employees and everybody feels represented and yeah, part of the scene.
1: And, and I think, I, I think we do a really good job from our team about putting together leadership communications, but they really feel like things that came from corporate. And mm-hmm. I think I think this gives us an opportunity to give a little more um, authentic and transparent uh, platform for some of our leaders. And I know that not all of them will be open to that, but we certainly have some that are really good targets for us and that would be happy to talk and communicate to their teams in a new way. And we've, we've definitely seen that in, uh, during the pandemic and now it's just integrating that into some of our channels.
0: Yeah. And then thinking through, uh, you mentioned from a communications team standpoint, how much time would you say, do you spend every week managing the scene either from a promotional standpoint or creating content for it and just, you know, minding the shop, so to speak, going in and looking at metrics. What, what's that, what's that effort? What's that lift look like?
1: Well, I, I think if I was talking to a prospective customer that, you really need to make sure that it's something that you have the capacity to focus on because we've seen more success when we've been diligent about focusing on the platform. And so we have a small Corp.com team, uh, like many other companies. And so that has been challenging at times. And, and I would, would admit that. But last year, when we began to take a more hands on and focused approach on the scene and begin to deliver, uh, Newsletters or begin to promote content more faithfully, we saw the increase, and whether employees decided to come into the scene or not, we were able to help them get in there with some of those promotion materials and that really has made a difference for us so uh, we we need to we need to focus more uh, we get distracted by all the fires that we put out at times um, or get behind in our strategic planning so Having somebody like an awesome account manager like ours, uh, shout out to Karen Landis who who rocks at Social Chorus, um, that really does help. So I think you guys do keep us accountable a lot of ways, but it does fall to the company to be the ones that are in in the platform and, and getting their hands dirty. So we've got to roll out channels. We have to educate those channel contributors on the how to use the platform and then what it can do for them within their facility or within their team. And, uh, you just, it just can't be an afterthought, uh, in, in your comms planning.
0: Yeah, we absolutely do see it. And, and I know Karen will appreciate the, the shout mm-hmm. out there, uh, obviously well-deserved yeah. that, uh, we, we do create strong partnerships, but ultimately it is around the communicating with intent and being very intentional about it or, uh, on a previous podcast guest talked about communicating with a purpose, having a purpose behind everything and being very intentional about we are doing this. This is why we are doing it. And this is the results we expect. And if you get the results, great. Let's try to make them better next time. If you don't get the results, what can we tweak, tweak and improve, uh, you know, to, to get better? Because we, we all can be better communicators, whether we're on a comms team, whether we're a communicator by title or just communicator by function, or we just are one who's practically communicating inside an organization. Um, certainly, something we can all all get better. Yeah, and yeah. you know, twenty twenty has been a tough year. It's almost cliche to talk about, and I hate <laughs> cliches, but it's true. We, we, it's okay to acknowledge it. But Curtis, let's say if it's twenty twenty one November next year, and 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 we're back here talking about the scene, what would you like to co- accomplish? You and the team there at Shaw Industries. What would you like to accomplish over the next twelve months that if we came back, you would just be absolutely giddy yeah uh, to talk to me about
1: okay well, certainly we, this inter- uh intranet integration project is is huge for us. It may be the biggest thing that we do over the next six six months or so, so we want to see that seamlessly integrated and launched, and we want that change to be easy for all of our users so when they come into the site, everything makes sense, and then the login process happens easily and and so that it's just really seamless so we want that change to be easy and for uh, to be a better experience than what we have now. But I'd like for us to also be diligent about weekly newsletters to promote content. I mean, those those newsletter tools are so simple, but they're powerful and they bring people into the platform. And this past year, we, uh, Shaw was, got really active in our local communities in uh, donating masks and we used our makerspace to uh, design uh, face shields for the medical community, and we uh, our flooring was used in some of the temporary hospitals that were popping up, so we had a lot of things that we were communicating to the organization that we hope people felt good about and they and they really did and that's part of our culture is is that community involvement and, and people really respond to that so we were communicating that through the scene, and we saw uh, a huge uptick in uh, both views, but also sharing on social media and, and interacting within the platform. So people were proud to bring that uh, to their friends through social media. So I want us to be more diligent about those newsletters and sharing, um, sharing and reinforcing information that, that people are uh, seeing through our broadcast or, or in other places. So I'm, I'm nope. hoping that I'm hoping all of those things are working together, and that we're here in a year, and we're really excited about the progress we've made.
0: Well, it certainly all sounds very achievable, and it was. You you mentioned some of those community efforts, and when I interview guests, a lot of times i will go into your programs and look at the data mm-hmm. to find out what is the best performing content. And what I thought was super cool, if you look at all of 2020, your best performing piece of content was a was a mass sewing campaign. Mm-hmm to encourage people to sew masks out there. So it's not just this big corporate announcements that people care about. They want to know that their business is making a difference. And if you find that balance out there between that, that must know and need to know versus that nice to know and feel good to know, that's when employees get that balance. Yeah. And they see that, yes, I'm working for an organization that, yes, we might be in flooring or some other business out there, but we are also a big part. Of our community, so I thought that was really cool to see. That was one of the best performing, yeah, if not even is, the best performing piece of content. That
1: is, I did not realize that. Um, that's that's very cool, and that was actually a program that started from uh, an employee, and they mm-hmm. just got passionate about it and shared it with us, and we did our corporate thing. But uh, she was really passionate about getting people involved, so that's awesome, very cool. Yeah,
0: it certainly shows that that employees have given the opportunity will will also become leaders in their own right in the organizations. No doubt. So, well, Curtis, we've talked about the the culture and the comms at at Shaw Industries. Now we get to the cocktails part. Yes. I was wondering.
1: This. I've been waiting. And,
0: and I guess this is yeah this is the <laughs> this is the question everybody gets excited to answer. so but I know you're more of a wine guy uh, yeah. than necessarily a cocktail person. So, make a a great wine recommendation out there, and and talk a little bit more about how you've gotten into that, especially okay. during this. Yeah, pandemic.
1: sure, sure. Well, I, I certainly would not say no to a nice cocktail, so I don't want to um, get disinvited to any parties or anything. But uh, we, my wife and I, started to take an interest in wine after a trip to Napa a couple of years ago, and I think that's if you go someplace where where the where it's made and get immersed, it's it's seductive and so I think that's what happened to us is that you know, like many many people we went we went to some wineries we joined some clubs and that was just a jumping off point for us so we we did go back last year to Sonoma and and spent some time when my for my wife's 40th birthday and joined some more clubs and so now we were in too many clubs and um but anyway we've had it we've had to cut back a little bit on that but um during the past few months it's been an opportunity to, to slow down in a lot of ways. So we've, or at least I have kind of uh, dove into some wine podcasts and some wine content on YouTube. And there's a, there's a new network called Psalm TV that I've joined. So it's just become a, a hobby. And I certainly uh, am a novice and, um, but it's something, uh, there's an intellectual side to it that that I enjoy. And I don't completely understand it, but uh, it's, it's, it's a fun exercise. So we've got some friends that we like to get together and we'll open a bottle and we'll blind taste and we we'll just try to talk about it. So it's just something, something fun. But anyway, uh, you may ask, uh, some recommendations. I did pull two bottles and, uh, handily available from two of my favorite wineries. One's called Ridge, Ridge is, uh, just South of San Francisco in the Santa Cruz mountains. And it's, uh, one that has been there for, uh, it's just one of the legacy places in in Napa. So uh, I would recommend checking them out. And this one is uh, called Shug and Shug is in Sonoma and they do some awesome stuff and they're really uh, n- nicely priced for the quality. So I encourage everybody, if, you, if you're if you interested in some wine, uh, go to your local retailer, maybe try to branch out from the grocery store and see if you can find something unique and see if it's something you like.
0: Well, I will say Curtis, after 40 episodes, you're the first one to bring samples.
1: Well, let's to, be, to be clear that it's, they're not open. It's a little <laughs> early over here on the East Coast right now, but, but yes, I am at home, so it made it easy to grab.
0: <laughs> well, Curtis, thanks again for, for being on the podcast, sharing the story at Shaw Industries. We'll keep you up on that. We'll come back next year and see um, how those projects came along. I know that that continued work, that continued effort of constantly trying to crack that nut, get that next empl- audience, get that next employee out there. I do think engaging those plant managers is a great strategy because if I'm an employee at one of those facilities, that's who I see my leader as. And again, to your point, the more authentic that communication is, the more uh, relevant and personalized that information is for them, the more likely those employees are going to keep coming back as that source and as that sense of utility for them, as you shared. Even sharing metrics and data with them is a, it's probably gotta be a much more efficient process. So Curtis, thanks again for the work you and your team do there at Shaw.
1: Yeah, and thanks for everything from Social Course. We appreciate it.
0: If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Comms and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Comms and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. Thanks for listening.